all about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hiya, my name is Pete Edgerton and welcome to another Your Harrogate Podcast. The official release date for this one is the 7th of July. We are at the foot of a very busy weekend, including St. Aidan's Family Fest. Alex Can from Your Harrogate will be there. Also, Friends of Saltergate School hosting their summer fair. And amongst others, the annual Burton Leonard Feast is taking place and Scotton Feast is on too. Whatever you're doing, have a good one. Really appreciate you taking the time to log on to maybe our website, yourharrogate.co.uk, to listen to the podcast. You can get the radio station from this website just in the top right-hand corner. Click listen. You can also get us on DAB. We've got a free app. We've got the smart speaker. And next week, we are right across the Great Yorkshire Show. Also, maybe you're listening to the podcast from your favourite podcast location. I appreciate the support. And in this particular one, we're focusing on local football because we are four weeks away from the season kicking off once more. Harrogate Town are back in training and they've got their first pre-season friendly at Huddersfield Town this weekend on Saturday the 8th of July to be precise. I've been catching up with the gaffer, Simon Weaver. Now, last summer, I remember you sitting down with me and saying how tough it had been trying to sign new players and trying to get deals agreed. On paper, seemingly so far, it's going a lot better. How do you see it? Yeah, I certainly uh, agree. We've managed to bring in seven signings now and it has been a smoother process, a lot smoother than last season. So I'm very pleased to have got this calibre of player into the building by the start of pre-season. And um, it's gelling already, but no, it's, it has been a better summer for the club, that's for sure. Do you think that's partly down to people now respecting the club as a league outfit, whereas before, because of Harrogate Town's history, it's been seen as still almost non-league? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think three years feels a lot more established than, than two. And hopefully people can see it as potentially a, a team a well-established team in the Football League pushing on and um, not just here for the short term. I think that extra year has certainly helped. I think um, certain players have signed for us that we've been after before and there's been a stable club being wanted again by a team and you know we haven't taken umbrage just because they didn't sign for us a couple of years ago. It's made them feel maybe a bit wanted and that's helped. But players also out of contract that We've been desperately keen to, to sign. The time has, has been worked in our favour this year. Dean Cornelius is one of those new signings with Scottish Premiership experience. How much work went into that particular signing? Well, a lot of work. You know, this has been a work in progress over a few months. You know, we were aware that um, it would have cost us a big fee bringing him in if we'd have had a Cat 3 Academy. So Cat 3 Academy clubs have obviously found it more difficult to sign him. We've got a cap four, so just on the calculations, we didn't have to pay compensation, which is obviously really good news and enabled us to make the deal happen. For someone 22 um, who's had so many good experiences in the, in the uh, top flight of Scottish football against the likes of Celtic and Rangers, you know, great experiences. So, you know, we expect him to come into the cauldron of League Two and places like playing away at Stockport, Bradford. We expect him to take these experiences all in his stride. And um, he's got great energy. And Lloyd Carey has had to show 
equal amount of energy in, in getting this one over the line. Now, Rod McDonald is another new face who comes in from Crew, a little bit older than Dean, with plenty of experience under his belt. I know it's quite cliche, but how vital is it to have that mix of youth and experience within a squad? Well, we want the, yeah different qualities in the squad, and Rod brings that wealth of experience. You look at his CV; he's played League One, and you know, so far, you know, we have to learn from previous experiences as well. And you know, we have lost games at times where we've been a bit wet behind the ears on the pitch. We've made rash decisions, and I think towards the end of last season, the quality of the players, like Anthony Connor, had a settling effect on the squad. And you know, been there, done that, and no matter what occasion it would be, even if we're outnumbered in stadiums, bigger stadiums than our own, it was no, it's okay, lads. You know, we we can handle this. Uh, we can pass this test. And I think is another one is such a calm influencer in games. So we're, we're pleased with that. But I think you need diverse mindsets as well and different opinions, young and old. And um, that's why we're delighted with the, the mix we've got. Do you think that experience works better in defence? That's an area on the pitch where you really need somebody like Rod. And then obviously you look at the likes of Rory McArdle, who's just retired, having figures like that in your back line. Yeah, we didn't quite get the blend right. And that was a bit unfortunate uh, last year, losing Rory to injury in, in the off-season period. And so it didn't help the younger ones amongst them settle. And they need to gain experience at some point. But uh, I think when you look at Ryan, look at Anthony O'Connor, Joe Matic, you know, Matthew Foles is you know, really mature head on his shoulders. Toby, you know, hasn't quite got the experience of those, but his attitude is incredible and his energy and his willingness, it, it just uh, overcomes anything. You look at that rear guard now, you think, well, we've got really good experience options and also Warren Burrell in that mix, you know, we're, it being such a club figurehead is, is really important as well. But I think the decision-making at the back is vital and the more times I've been in heated situations and situations of pressure and duress, it's, um, it enables them to lean on that experience and, and come out and the better side of things more often than not. This is the Your Harrogate podcast. With regards to Rory, I mean, it's I think it's great testament to the club, the fact that you've got figures like Rory, like Lloyd Carey, who you've mentioned as well, who are staying on in, in other roles. So, I mean, Rory's moving to professional development phase coach. What does that role exactly entail? Well, Paul Stanfield's done a great job, you know, with the Youth Academy and him and Josh Law have been tied at the hip for two years and improved incredibly the standards and progression of these young athletes that we've got. It's had two years. It's, it's almost a miracle. And so when well, Paul uh, told me in the right way, you know, he's a fantastic guy that he was uh, moving on. Uh, it left a big hole that uh, was quite daunting for anyone. But, you know, in Rory, it was kind of, he came to the end of his playing career, got kids, got family, a wealth of experience behind him. He'd have a job in football. We thought, well, this is a good opportunity for him and for the club to benefit from all that wealth of experience. And, and he's such a humble human being. So I think he'll be a great leader set an example in the training sessions that he will be getting hold of with the youth team. And um, yeah, it'll be a seamless transition for him, I'm sure. Well, we wish him well in his new role. Pete Jameson is going out on, on loan to Hartlepool. Is that, is that a mutual decision? Well, initially it wasn't a, a, a mutual decision because it was just Pete was keen to be a number one somewhere. And so I couldn't guarantee that because of the way Mark Oxley finished the season. There's no way I could guarantee that. And 
it wasn't that I had to spell that out. I probably did it with the actions of picking Mark at the end of the year. But because of that desire to move elsewhere and play elsewhere, which is fine, you know, and he's a really honest guy and I get him really well off the pitch with Pete, it became a mutual decision then that I had to be happy with it. He had to be happy where he was going. I think Hartlepool being close to him is um, reducing his travel time and um, probably going to get more game time. And uh, it always comes around so, so quickly, the, the start of the season. Four weeks this Saturday, get underway again. Friendlies before then, starting at Huddersfield. So can we expect to see some more trialists featuring in the squad? Or are, you, are you quite satisfied now with the signings that you've got? Uh, we've got an American lad in midfield who uh, I promised to give him a trial for the first couple of weeks of, uh, of pre-season. He wrote uh, a good email at the last stage of last season and but it came across really well. It's about the progression of Toby Sims at the club through his trial. So I thought it right to give to give him an opportunity and um, he'll be trying this uh, this week and next. But other than that, no, it's um, the combination of the the younger and the more experienced and, and the existing players. So um, we've got a healthy-looking squad going into the pre-season friendlies. And just finally, Simon, I know you're at a, a league managers meeting yesterday over in Preston. Are we any closer to seeing the money? I know there's been, there's been a lot of discussion going on between money filtering down from right at the top, the Premier League, and then and then through kind of the football pyramid. Was was that discussed at all? Uh, that wasn't uh, on the agenda yesterday. No, it was more a case of the takeaways from that was really about Howard Webb discussing to the managers how to break the chain, uh, you know, and, and this constant battle with behaviour on the on the pitch and off the pitch between dugouts, abuse to officials, how to break that chain, you know, and there's going to be, uh, I would think, performance of moral authority, you know, from the officials, they're given license to from Howard uh, to really stamp down on, you know, the sprinting down the touchline, the sprinting in, and getting into officials' faces and they'll have the authority to straight away red card the coaching staff if it gets too heated and over the top and and also a crackdown on time wasting uh, and they'll add more minutes uh, like they did in the World Cup and if there's a goal a celebration that takes three minutes I'll add that three minutes on and uh, they've got to then carry it out but um, I'm all for examples being set from the sidelines and because it all filters down to grassroots you have